0: You're listening to The 685, an Elder Millennials Podcast. This is a show that talks about professional wrestling from North America and all over the world. Your hosts are Josh and Matt. Sit
1: back and enjoy the show.
0: Hello and welcome to this episode of The 685. This is an Elder Millennials Podcast. We are on the road to WrestleMania and it's chaotic. Uh, My name is Josh. I host this thing. I am joined by Matt who also hosts this thing with me, and we are doing the thing about the road to WrestleMania, Matt. So how's it going, Matt?
1: I'm trying to consider how many DUIs one would get on the road to WrestleMania.
0: Well, if you if you have uh, the Rock's new energy drink brand, ZOA, which we are not being sponsored by, uh, you wouldn't get any. Because we were he, just talking energy drinks just before does, we started this. show. Doesn't he
1: also have a tequila, right? Yes, <laughs> Terramana
0: tequila as well, which we were talking about that with uh, – Something I'll tell you about, uh, um, afterwards, too, uh, about okay, Kiva specifically, because it was a conversation that went on with, uh, people you know. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, it was, it was really random. Um, all I gotta say is story time, and now oh. you know the reference. There we go. <laughs> done and done.
1: Wow. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, so The Road to WrestleMania is fraught with lots of twists, turns, potholes, uh, roadblocks, jumps, and, uh, maybe a monkey throwing poo or two. Uh, I think you have a little bit of housekeeping to yes, take like, care of before you, we get, before we put our, our, our pedal to the metal, so to speak. There you go. There's a little, little, right. uh, radio voice for you.
0: Right. So the couple of things, of course, uh, we are live this week. We are, well, li- live by a tape.
1: We're so. live. We're live. <laughs> we we'll are record live in front of a studio audience. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that was, um, yes,
0: exactly. Um, of Course we we have the show this week, we have a show next week, but the week of WrestleMania, no show from us because it's a hell of a lot of wrestling. Uh and I don't think y'all want to listen to us yak plus uh watch five days worth of wrestling. So No,
1: what's gonna happen is we're gonna do a solo show, with just me and whoever the fuck I can bring into the chat. It'll be hilarious. So, uh
0: we Well, I'm probably not gonna tweet everything uh during the show, it's all kinda Uh, throw some stuff up on, on the Twitter machine, which is at the six, eight, five pod for the record. Uh, please follow us. Um, but the other good thing is, uh, we're on Apple podcast finally, because that finally went through. And of course it went through before last week's show dropped. I checked like Thursday night, super late and it was live on there. So I'm like, of course, Apple, of course you did this after I recorded my show for this week. (laughs) But you know, whatever. That, that that's cool. So we're we're on Apple, uh, Spotify, <coughs> of course, anchor.fm, which is the home of this thing. Uh and it's aggregated a handful of other places. So check it out. We have bios and stuff. Um so yeah, good times. Um let's move on to our top news this week. So uh, I, I we've got some headlines. Talk- okay, so there's there's three big things that, that you put down on our list. I actually want to talk about this. I want to talk about this in chronological order.
1: Okay. The one so that you put on
0: the bottom is actually the first thing that's gone on. So I yeah. want to...
1: And so I, I would say the second thing is really going to lead into what we'll talk about NXT later. So we'll just briefly touch on it. But first, uh, Maki Ito, the world's cutest wrestler, uh, uh, person with a freakishly huge head lover it to it death, but she is
0: and likes to flip people off.
1: Loved flipping people off and also he learned like all me. the good English words. Yes. Maki Ito and Josh are pretty much one of the same. Uh, she's not in danger. She's totally safe. Uh, people were scared after Cornette tried to send his, uh, Cornetites after her to talk a lot of shit, but Maki okay. Ito doesn't give a fuck. Um, however, it was some weird timing because she just went dark and we're like, oh, shit, are you okay? And and a lot of the Hana Kamura stuff kind of, like, popped in everyone's memory again. They're like, yo, someone needs to go check on her. But... Luckily, and not luckily, but luckily, uh, as opposed to the, uh, definitely sad outcome that we were all thinking, hopefully not, but her t- Twitter was only hacked. Twitter was hacked, she got it back, but it just caused kind of a shitstorm, people worried. So it was nice to see everyone at least caring and getting, uh, rising above the hate from the, uh, Cornette shitlord empire come her.
0: Okay. okay. Th- this will be the last time we mention this stupid bastard on our show. I don't care that he's been in the uh, around the business. Now for he's four now years. on the
1: banned list for this. There yeah, the,
0: for, for the record, there are two people's names that are banned from this show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's now the second, and we'll continue to remain there with the first. So the first, the first just annoys the hell out of me, and we're not talking that name either.
1: Yeah, so that so we'll have a banned list, and we'll just update it as as we go. So officially, this episode, this guy's now banned. So from now on, we're not we're not mentioning him. Uh, but, yeah, so just a big shout-out to Makiito, friend of the show Machito, uh cutest person ever. Also, I guess, like, uh, it was awesome, her on uh, Being the Elite, where she was able to do her song and have the Dark Order as her backstage dancers. She's like, you guys fucking suck, and flipped them off and walked away. It was awesome. Um, the next piece of news, uh, which has some serious implications for one man's career, and potentially whatever uh, company could be the next suitor for him, is on Andrade. Got released by the WWE, and allegedly, according to a lot of sources, uh, Fightful also reported it on their paid for Patreon page that he has a non-compete clause that was waived. So he is able to, as of right now, show up at any, he could be, where did Andrade show up in the impact zone or some shit like that? That could happen at any time, at any place.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm glad for him. I'm gonna put it that way because honestly, they didn't do anything with him after the whole thing with him and Garza and Zelina Vega got dropped. I'm like, yeah. what do you do with him? He had, he had a, a solid U.S. title run, but that was it. Okay. So that was it. I'm like, you nope. haven't done shit. Th- this dude should have been should have been competing for the WWE title.
1: Yeah. It's, it's fascinating how much the WWE loves to build something up only to shoot themselves into the foot, in the foot and then complain, oh, why didn't they get over? Uh, it's, it's fucking wild. Andrade has a great look. He is a very attractive man. He has a very charismatic personality. He is phenomenal in the ring. His match with Johnny Gargano at TakeOver was considered one of the best TakeOver matches of all time.
0: That's one of my favorite matches of theirs.
1: Yeah. Everyone, everyone talks and raves about this match. He comes to the main roster, and this dude got over despite wearing in his debut suspenders. And uh, I mean, hey, how hey, else can you hey, saddle hey, him with hey. shit?
0: Suspenders are classy as fuck.
1: Yeah, but not for a wrestling gift. That wrestling gift doesn't was matter. A it doesn't up. matter.
0: Classy as fuck. Sheamus pulled it off. So sure. you know what.
1: A little bit different, a little bit different. I know what they were going for with the style, anyways. But with Andrade having so much talent, and then they just kind of wasted him these weird one-off situations where they didn't build a program with him. And they were talking about, "Yo, we need to tap into the Latin market. We need to do this." Luckily, they didn't just put a mask on again, turn him back into La Sombra, and throw him into Lucha House Party. But fuck, like they could have done. Wor- they did do worse. They just put him in catering, and they're like, "Well, we got nothing for this guy." And I, I'm, I'm I don't gonna... know if it's just cause he's banging and now like going to marry Charlotte and it was some sort of like weird shit on Vince's part. Cause we all know the weird track record allegedly that he has with Latin talents and blonde chicks, but still the fuck.
0: Dude, he should, he, he should have been. And I mean this in a professional wrestling sense, not in a personality sense because he's not a piece of shit. Uh, he should have been rocket strapped the same way, uh, uh, Alberto Del Rio was.
1: Oh, yeah. Alberto Del Rio, you know. Rey Mysterio, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Right. The, the, the template was there to have your next Latin superstar made. Yeah. Huge market to pick. And, and what's funny and sort of sad is that they then took this rocket and they strapped it to Bad Bunny. No knocking on him in this, it was just for the sake of conversation, their big market Latin push went to a music artist that was a fan. Right. Out of all people.
0: Who's gonna have a match at WrestleMania, which is yeah. crazy. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later, but, um, so, on, I, I say, like, everyone's talking about, like, oh, where should he go? Where should he go? I yeah, don't care. I don't list. care where he goes. I, I literally
0: do not care where he goes. I want, want to him be to be stand happy. somewhere.
1: I want him to be happy. I want him to go to the place that will pay him the most money. I want him to go to a place where he'll get the most—well, not say most bitches, because he's he's married Charlotte, but rather just the most amount of fun and where he can actually work and show us and show the world why he is. Like I want him to prove WWE wrong wherever the fuck he goes.
0: Yeah, pretty pretty much. That's pretty much how I feel about it. Yeah, it is. I don't care where he lands. Not not because I don't care about the wrestler or the person. It's wherever he goes, as long as he is treated well, he will put butts in seats yeah. and it will be good. Exactly. So this is a guy like, Oh, someone such and such company should sign him. I usually have an opinion about that him. I don't because he could, he could fit in everywhere. He could go to NWA and fight there and be, uh, be great. That, that would be fun to see because it'd be so, so uh, random. Yeah. Um, he could go to AEW, but AEW he's going to get lost in the shuffle a little bit for a little bit.
1: Unless they strap uh, him straight to the top immediately. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, that's could, all, that's he, there's, there's yeah. Then New Japan. Oh, New Japan. Go to he
0: go to uh, he go to or Impact. A bit. Right. He could go to Impact and be top guy pretty quick. He could go yeah. to uh back back down to Mexico. Not not saying he'd want to, but he could.
1: Yeah, because um, he has his buddy Rush down there. Right. Um.
0: And you could he could go to uh he could go to New Japan. I think New Japan would be fun to watch him
1: wrestle. That would be okay. like if I had a list like in the list I would I would be leaning toward New Japan just to see him reunite with Los and Gobernables, but um Gobernables. yeah uh, my my gringo comes out hard late at night. But I mean on a completely unrelated side note, uh my backyard wrestling promotion is looking for a top star anyways. Uh my mom cooks very well. I have a dog. It's really nice. And there's a pool. So, Andrade, call me. You know me. Uh Mutuals <laughs> on Twitter, probably. Just DM me. Uh I have, at the time of this recording, a very lucrative, lucrative payment for you of uh 590 Dogecoin. So,
0: there it's you go. worth like uh, a dollar.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa. It's worth 30 well it's going down now it's about thirty dollars right now, but that's neither here nor there. Andrade, the ball's in your court, okay. Make the right move,
0: oh Lord, okay, anyways, you know what uh, enough about that we We wish uh uh wherever andrade uh goes that it's a big middle finger and proves people wrong because I think he will oh um. Right. So the NXT Tag Team Championships have been vacated as of today. Danny Burch su- suffered a separated shoulder. Yeah. So w- w- with that being with that being said, uh, there's a new match for uh, NXT Takeover: uh, Stand and Deliver. So we'll get to that when we when we uh, start talking NXT towards the end of the show. But kind of keep that in your head. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, so actually it was on uh, NXT. The tag match between them and uh cross and Balor, and you could tell in the middle of the match something happened because Birch went off to the side and it was just kind of a two on one at that point. It seemed like things got a little shuffled. They played it off great, like professionals right. as always, you know top guys in the ring, um, but you knew there was definitely something up, so unfortunately, it was a real serious injury that he has now taken out, and the tag titles are now up for grabs, which. And the unfortunate effect of a career like that, a guy that like Danny Burch has so much upside, especially in the tag division, huge opportunity ahead for three teams coming up. So we'll talk about that uh when we get to the uh talk about NXT. Right.
0: Um the the good thing the good thing about this, the way they could play this storyline is um they can come back as soon as he's healed up, they can come back. I never lost. Basically what they're doing with oh,
1: yeah. right now. So mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so there's, it, it's, it's it's there, it's there in the future, right?
0: Right. So so it's it's good. Um, it it sucks for him, but he'll recover. He'll be back. Uh, I I'm looking forward to it. Oh yeah, because uh, it'll be fun. So th- this past weekend, I spent some time. I sat down. I watched NWA back for the attack. Uh I did tweet along with that show. If you were following, um, I will say this: the show was a treat. I enjoyed it, the whole thing. It was two hours that didn't feel like two hours. Um, There were some very touching moments in it because, of course, it was uh, dedicated to Joseph Hudson, a.k.a. Josephus, a.k.a. the question mark. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, take your 20 bucks, go spend it on it, and watch it because you need to watch it because it's good. Um, And, yeah, good good stuff. Um, There were some technical things uh that it happened, but you could tell things were a little rough because it's the first production that NWA's ran there in almost a year. Actually I think it's been over a year now. Yeah. Um so yeah, there's some rust there and they've shuffled some talent around. Uh Tim Storm's on commentary now. Uh which that's cool.
1: Yeah. I didn't um, know what his commentary style would be, but I was pleasantly surprised.
0: I like it because it's just kind of he's just kind of telling the story, the the story the story of the wrestlers. Uh, Of course, Joe is still doing uh, play by play, so it's a good team. I I like like it it. very very cohesive. Um, uh, There, there, there is a a new member of the of the team there as well uh, uh, with Velvet Sky coming in. So that'll be interesting if she's a permanent member of their commentary team or if she's just there for a couple episodes of Power. Uh, which that was up back on Tuesday, which I have not got a chance to watch, which sucks, because I'm busy all the time. But, uh, NWA back for the attack, uh, good, very good, uh, I was impressed by everyone I saw, you know, uh, you, you see Slice Boogie going over big, uh, Tyrus, uh, defeating Kratos, Elijah Burke, and, okay, so the Elijah, Elijah Burke defending the NWA, NWA TV title, versus Tom Latimer, a um, couple things. The TV title matches are now 10 minutes, 5 seconds, versus 6 minutes, 5 seconds. Okay. Uh, this match ended in a draw. First time in a while I've seen a match like that end in a draw. Um,
1: I I can only remember the last big draw like that. There was one in AEW and then there was the other one in NWA, but those are like the only ever times I remember seeing draws for, for matches, especially like this one being a pay-per-view match is, is like double. Especially.
0: So I, I think this continues to set up the, um, Latimer's going to chase down Burke for a bit. Uh, which is cool. Uh, I, I don't know exactly. It's, really establishing Latimer as uh someone that is now stepping away from tag team uh from the tag team division to be his own man, which is great. Yeah. Uh impressed with them both. Elijah Burke does not age. Holy shit. <laughs> I know, right? So 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 the Pope himself, as he was uh, has been called in what's called on the pay per view, uh dude does not age. Uh I am totally jealous, but uh it, it was good. It, it that was a that, that was a, a, that was a match that I just, I enjoyed. I just enjoyed that match. I, I don't know what about it I enjoyed. It wasn't anything spectacular, but what it did, it did really well. And it kept you on the edge of your seat for the entire time, which is great. And 10 minutes, 5 seconds, great. Um, the one thing that surprised me a little bit is Camille defeated Thunder Rosa. They did mention that she had had. The match, the the AEW match, they didn't mention the AEW by name on the pay-per-view for the record. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did men- mention that she had the, this this brutal hardcore match uh, several days before. Ba- you know, basically saying oh, she's not at 100% to kind of sell why she lost. But Camille looked good. Thunder Rosa looked good. It was a good match. Uh set, Sets up some things, doesn't immediately th- throw Thunder Rosa back into a title picture, which is good. Uh so that was good and uh Nick Aldis versus Aaron Stevens I can tell why Nick Aldis is still 820 something plus days. Uh his champion is 823 when the pay-per-view was so that was last Sunday so you do the math. Mm-hmm. Um so I guess about 8:30 now pretty close. Uh Aaron Stevens wrestling as Aaron Stevens not as I'm being comedic. Damn bad. right. Uh that was that was a treat of a match to watch. I rarely I rarely agree with the chant and I did put this when I was talking on Twitter. Um I rarely ag- agree with the fight forever chant, but I really wanted to see this match <laughs> go a lot longer. Like mm-hmm. they these du- two dudes could have gone for 45 minutes and I would not have been bored.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh the the match was a little over 20 minutes, so it was uh It was very good, uh, Aldous retains, um, but yeah, overall, I was very happy with the show And, and it was a great way to bring NWA back. So, um, super cool. But one thing, one thing that you and I were talking about, Matt, is power is now on fight TV. Yes. Uh, the subs, the subscription thing was something we had talked about as well. It is four ninety nine a month. That is four dollars ninety nine cents. So don't have Starbucks like one in part of a day a week, and you can watch NWA wrestling all month and be a happy camper.
1: Or you can be awesome like me, and your Starbucks order is only three bucks. Easy clap, boom. Yeah,
0: and that's why I said one and a little bit. So yeah, but uh NWA good shit. Uh, 100% recommend go back and watch these things. Uh That four ninety nine sub. Uh sub, you can go watch some of the older NWA pay-per-views that are there as well. Uh Like three or four of them are included with that sub. So pretty
1: cool. Yeah, it's a yeah. pretty good deal, yeah, especially going back through and all those old episodes of Power and seeing where a lot of the current talent in AEW and a couple of NXT people have ended up. uh You can see where they came from and see a little bit of how their characters developed and all that fun stuff. Yeah.
0: Ima- imagine if the pandemic wouldn't have happened. Oh, that would no be so people... weird. Well, it, it's, it, you think like... about it now. So you think of LA Knight, aka Eli Drake. Mm. You think of Eddie Kingston. You think of Thunder Rosa. You think of, uh, who else was there? Oh,
1: boom, boom. Cabana.
0: Colt Cabana. Uh, so, so you have, you have like four people just off the top of our heads that these people are now in AEW and, and NXT. Um, but what if they stayed with, what if they stayed with, uh, NWA, you know, James Storm was supposed to go sign a WWE deal that fell through yeah. because of the pandemic. So yeah. allegedly that's still signed. It just hasn't gone into action yet. So, right. um, you know, uh, it'd be super weird to see how NWA power and NWA in general would have changed. Uh, but we're just getting a minor reset. So hopefully this year things will get better. They did have a crowd, by the way. They had an audience. It was like 50 people, but still they had an audience. Yeah. So it, it added, it added just that dimension that I had been missing in shows. So it's really nice, really nice to see. You. So anyway, enough, enough about me gushing about the NWA cause I can do this for a month. Um, let's move on and let's talk some, uh, some AEW. Matt, I'm going to let you kind of run with this, just because i I have some I have some opinions on it, but I kind of want you to break it down. So, so have at it.
1: So, I, I guess uh, we'll start with the biggest, the biggest moment from the top, which is uh, Bert Baker versus Thunder Rosa. So, we we mentioned it last week, and now that we've had a week to kind of sit on it and see the fallout for it, see what people are talking about. It is definitely the most talked about match. Uh I would, Maybe for the year, for the year, I would say, like not a lot of matches have a, have as much of a uh, story around them and especially story afterward as these two had. And then being two women going through, A lights out match, not a death match, but it's it's like to the level of like Moxley and Omega, but it still is a hardcore match with lots of blood. It was a star making match for Britt Baker. Thunder Rosa was already more of an established star because of her work in NWA, but still in the AEW fan base crowd. Again, another star making match for the two of them. It really solidified those two. On the top one and two, and I mentioned that in my top five at the end of the episode, how this sort of, like, cemented them as the one and two positions under Hikaru Shida, with now it mm-hmm. looks like Tei and... Uh, I you could and then the fifth the, if you put like a top five that fifth is so rotating and moving and fluid it's hard to even say because the women's division is getting stronger and stronger by the minute or in AEW and this right here uh, it I have – which concerns. is something
0: I'm grateful for by the way
1: oh yeah I have my concerns about if the if the women were gonna get as much time as the men and how much of the division's working what are Tony Khan's thoughts on the women's division. This, this really shut down a lot of the talk that he had no interest. Um, it was huge. They, I know they pre-taped it, and the story is, cause, uh, Baker was on the podcast, Renee Young's podcast, sorry, Renee Paquette's podcast. And she talked about how after the match was done, it was pre-tape, but her boyfriend, uh, Adam Cole, baby, you know, FaceTimed her, you know, said how proud he he was and he heard everything about it. And then she then said that the NXT guys backstage all watched the episode live on TV backstage while – they were presumably recording, <laughs> recording NXT TV, and they were all – she got messages from, you know, obviously your boyfriend, but, like, people backstage in NXT. She got a call from Drew McIntyre saying, like, how impressed he was and, like, other women like Bailey and Sasha Banks. So it's really cool to see how many people have rallied behind Brent Baker as a person who a year ago today was not anywhere near to the level of skill. Ability, character building, uh, she said that her injury and forcing her to become more of a character actor rather than a wrestler really gave her that, that time to cultivate that, that personality and then that changed into her in-ring ability because she could use that personality in her moveset. set right. Between her and playing off of Rebel, Rebel has been such a great sidekick for her without rebel i don't think yeah the heater and the shit talk and and then that laugh that the nauseating laugh oh god it's so perfect it's great it, i cannot right. see baker without without rebel they're just so synonymous together now right i i would
0: say this that um brit brit baker's character work is definitely you know definitely uh a lot further along than if she would would have not gotten injured and and I think that's right, honestly. If uh you know, you have to have those silver linings, obviously yeah. she, she found that with, with being able to build her her persona and everything and that works. And yeah. it's it's great because now you can build off of this and if she even if she changes kind of her character up a little bit, and now she has kind of a baseline to work with, not just, look at me, I'm, you know, tall female that can wrestle. Right. Um,
1: Yeah. You know, it's more of a depth you know turn into a face type of character too she can pivot that character and work at both sides which some characters you look at you're like that person can never be a heel that person can never be a face but she can prove that she can get not only get the crowd on her side and and follow her lover her, and be like oh yes we cheer you on but at the same time like she could turn them and go yeah f this person <laughs> Boo, you know I'm you know
0: you could, see, you could have said the same thing about uh Candace LeRae, if you want to do an exact comparison. Yeah, uh, definitely. In, in the women's division. But both Candace LeRae and Johnny Gargano turned to the, the, almost the exact same time. Uh, because Gargano is one of those people where you're like, he'll never be a bad guy. Look what he's doing right now. It's great. She, she's playing off of him real well. It's a different wrinkle in their characters. You know, uh, Britt Baker, same thing. Yeah, so,
1: three-dimensionality—that's right. a new word I'm going to coin. Dimensionality right. of, of a character there, um, just to give you that 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 depth,
0: right? Because right. it's right. Lore That's a two- what this two- is. Yeah
1: you want to you want to build lore around your character so the person that's a fan can say, "Oh, I followed you throughout this time. I've seen these story arcs, kind of like an anime," you know?
0: Right. Exactly. So,
1: speaking of anime, though, the pinnacle.
0: Yeah. So came out I, last week. Yeah, so I figured this was coming, especially after, you know, the whole MJF uh, leaving the inner circle, betraying Jericho, all this BS. Uh, I, I say, I say BS because I want to discount it because I have, I have to appreciate the hate for MJF.
1: Oh, yeah. It was very anime, the betrayal. Like, if it was the meme of top, top, top ten, 10 anime, anime, anime betrayals, that was it. Oh, it was so good. And look at Chris Jericho. From going from him and Kevin Owens, what was my name on the list, to uh, MJF going, well, I paid off the guy who does the lighting. Um, Fuck it, eh? Wow, well played. Just well played. Right.
0: Right, and so now you have the pinnacle. This is MJF, uh Wardlow, of course, Tully Blanchard, F T R, and who else is with them? I feel like I'm missing oh, oh. Sean Spears. Sean Spears. Ow, so, put
1: some respect on the Spears. The chairman.
0: Okay, the the chairman that has like the best music, uh uh entrance music, but his match against Cody, he came out all slow and shit, dragging the chair with the towel over his head. I'm like Talk about not fitting your music, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, it did, that did not. Hopefully we'll see how his, how his character's changed over time, cause I feel like he's been kind of rehabbing that character during his time off right now. Um, and him being with this faction, he's a, he seems to be a, a faction piece, not a single wrestler by himself. And I don't mean like, that like he can't be a tag team, but rather like he needs people around him to help. He's a great piece. He's not the, the centerpiece, but he's a great piece always to whatever group he can get a part of. Um He, he, he plays off of other people very well by himself. He doesn't have the presence. I don't know if it's an acting thing or if it's like the way he sees himself, like visualizes himself walking down to the ring, but as a group, he looks like a killer, right? It's, it's weird. You know what I mean? No,
0: I, I get what you mean. Yeah. And, and I think, I think he could thrive in this environment, because he can be, he can be an antagonist. He doesn't have to be, uh, spotlight just on him. And he's at that point in his career, cause he, cause he is a little bit older. He's at that point in his career where he can be that heater for someone too. Yeah. Uh, he, he can be an antagonist. He doesn't have to be the guy. He can be the guy beside the guy and he could tag and do singles and all this other stuff, but, uh, that I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this. Um i I think at some point we are going to get faction fatigue in and a e w because you saw yet another one this week with with matt hardy and, and company so it's it's Matt Hardy with private party and now the butcher and the blade, which doesn't make any sense to me, but okay
1: money. That's all it has to that's all you have to know it's well it's bit,
0: yeah so it, it's another one of those like i understand what they're trying to do they're trying to put people together to get them on camera so you understand who these characters are i, I don't have a problem with that i just feel like at some point we will hit fa- uh, faction fatigue and well i, I mean I, and i know i'm not the only one that feels that way
1: ask ask any new japan pro wrestling fan have they said they've had faction fatigue
0: yeah but but Here's the difference between the way AEW is doing their factions and the way that New Japan does their factions. New Japan basically has what? They have something like five factions or something like that.
1: Like five major clubs. So like three major clubs, and then two more, more minor clubs.
0: Well, you have, you have, uh, you have chaos. You have, you
1: have K- Yuchi, K- chaos. You, you have Suzuki. Oh, 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 then you oh, oh, have.
0: Hold on. Uh, let me let. let let's not put stink on these names let's do this right you have the bullet club by far the most famous that is that is gaijin club uh now has a bunch of japanese members so yeah okay you have chaos which is kazuchika okada and company then you have los Ingobernables de japón which is naito and company then you have suzuki-gun which is uh our, our favorite wrestler on the show minoru suzuki's uh faction, then you have Taguchi Japan to a lesser extent, and then you have some non-affiliated stuff, and then you have some other groups, but those are your your big factions, those are the ones you know, so that's only like 5, but there's also like 50 guys on that roster, so, you know, 50-60 guys on that roster, so they're moving around a bit, so it's not like it's not like Oh, now this guy has a little click, and now this guy has a little click, and now this guy has a little click. It's, it feels more natural in the way New Japan does it. Not saying that AEW is doing it bad. Uh, it's just at some point, oh, we're gonna get another faction? It, but, because it's like, uh, it's like the surprises we were, t- surprises quote unquote, that we were talking about from uh, Revolution. Oh, you're, you have uh, a surprise guest or a surprise entrant, which was, uh, Ethan Page. Then you have, uh, the surprise signing, which was Christian Cage. Uh, respect the name, by the way. Um, and then you have, you know, you, you can only do surprises and you can only do additions so much for so long before people are kind of like, I'm over this.
1: Well, glad we haven't hit that point yet, but. Well, it,
0: like I said, it, it's just, I, I feel like it, it, some point, like, I know why they have to do it right now, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this isn't a trend that continues.
1: Factions to have to start somewhere. And you can tell because of who, who created AEW was the remnants from a faction, uh, in New Japan. And I could tell what they're trying to do is recreate the faction system with their storytelling and with their rosterization. And you couldn't just go one day like, hey, we put a bunch of names in the hat and y'all, all y'all are going to be on teams. But what they are building and cultivating is a group of individuals who all have alliances. Uh, on today's Dynamite, a new alliance has been built between, we already had John Moxley and Eddie Kingston as former enemies, now friends because of honor. They're now fighting a common enemy. They now are in line against Omega and the Good Brothers, the, the Bullet Club, essentially the AEW Bullet Club. And they also ran afoul of the Young Bucks. And Moxley just had to say one line and he goes, Hey, you're either with us or against us, but if you're not with us, get the fuck out of our way. Cause we're going to fight them. But if you want to help, we'll gladly take the help. But, and if, and he, he essentially kind of almost made a four person faction and just a little, not a throwaway comment, but it was just a comment that was very in line with his character that he's like, mm-hmm. I'm not looking for friends, but I'm not going to shy away if someone wants to come into a fight with me fuck it, let's go. Like, that's just how his style is. I can see them over the course of this next year is what they're going to be doing right now is putting these factions together and merging people together until you get, like, we'll say five teams set up that will have much more organic. You have the Dark Order faction as the OG. That's their OG number one most famous faction currently. Right. Uh Then you have the – Inner Circle, which was the second major faction that was put together. Now you have the Pinnacle, which is their third most major faction put together. That's the remnants of the Inner Circle, which makes great storyline sense of why MJF was immediately trying to take over the Inner Circle. He couldn't take it over, so he made his own because he's better than you and he knows it. That all comes together very well and puts it together a lot of complementary players that all have a nice role. Big Money Matt's faction is a little weird because he's just like, I have money and I want to buy things. And I don't think that that is going to be a solid faction going forward. They're going to dump him. It's not going to be – he just has something out of convenience for a storyline against Hangman Page. I don't think this one's going to last too long, but Big Money Matt Industries seems to have some sort of thing going with it. Right. I don't know if you could have room for I guess one more faction, which well, might right. be the John Moxley Alliance well, that he has you, building toward.
0: you you have Kenny Omega with with, with uh, oh yeah, and then the, the, the Good World Brothers. World. So that yeah. that's kind of that's kind of a weird one because that kind of bridges the two so, companies.
1: Yeah, what's kind of left are little trios. So you have Death Triangle, right. you have um the AEW Bullet Club, you have um, then you have like Team Taz. Um, and then you have some other pairs, but it seems like what's cool that AEW has done is they they have organic alliances between other people. So in tonight's episode, when, after Kenny Omega got into his tiff with the Young Bucks, the Death Triangle boys came in and just put Kenny on his head. Does that lead to a match in the future? No. Is there a storyline reason for it? No, but fuck them. That's that's the only reason why they did it, and they were there, and they were an opportunist because they were talking shit, and Kenny Omega was being a dick and hit their friend, so we're going to dump him on his head. And that sort of... um, play on each other, the sort of more organic storytelling they have in the ring, is something that's sorely missing from most other companies. Like, you'll never see in WWE Roman Reigns getting dumped on his head by uh, uh, the Street Profits. It just won't happen, even though if Roman Reigns came and fucked with a match of theirs because they went against someone, then Roman Reigns flexed. The, it just wouldn't happen. They wouldn't allow that. But in AEW, it makes perfect sense from a storyline, a quote-unquote kayfabe sense, that that could totally happen because Kenny Omega's full of shit, full of himself, and wants to kind of make enemies out of all these people because he's kind of going that weird, crazy cocaine bit-like character he has right now. I don't know what the fuck to call it, but... um. Organic, it would be the term I would use for AEW in these factions. Again, if they add like five more factions, faction fatigue, yes. Right. I don't see that happening. There's no way they, they could fit it, but it looks like they're building toward that New Japan style of teams, crossovers, and I think they're going to by the this time next year, we're gonna have some solid teams built together and have this ecosystem set up that it's gonna be much more defined than it is today. But it has to start somewhere. Right, right. And as
0: long as they don't and as long as they don't go New Japan, the American version clone either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I like am okay with factions. Don't don't get me wrong. I like faction warfare. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Because it's,
1: it's way better than Raw versus SmackDown once a year and they try to call it a faction. It makes no sense and no one fucking believes it. But when kind of, kind of, you know the Dark of, Order and, and Inner Circle want to clash because they both have inner model like inner fighting just over right like right. a certain prize, it makes total sense. You're like, Yeah, fuck 'em, let's fight.
0: Right, exactly. So uh I don't want to make it sound like I'm down on factions because I like good factions. I just mm-hmm. – I don't want to see AEW be New Japan but the American version yeah. because it, it it needs to continue. It's continuing to find its own place, and it will continue to grow. So, you know – It's definitely uh, evolving. Right, right. It, it, it's evolving. And speaking, speaking of evolving, uh, have you watched uh, um, Elevation?
1: Yeah, so AEW Elevation Dark uh, with – Big show, well, sorry, Paul, Paul White, White, the former big show, uh, on commentary. It is, I don't want to say like this is some great show, this isn't appointment television, but it does have a, we'll say a higher quality of matches that, uh, you won't find on Dynamite, because it seems to have people that they just can't fit into Dynamite, but it's better than Dark, who seem to be just top people versus jobbers. This has that that middle ground that has that I don't want to call it WCW Thunder, but yeah, we'll call it like WCW Thunder. It's not necessarily SmackDown, where both Elevation and Dynamite are at the same level yet, but you have someone like Platinum Max Caster is a fixture of, Di- of, of Elevation. You have someone like uh what's his name, uh, number 10 of mm-hmm. the Dark Order. He's a fixture of Elevation. And these are the guys that aren't necessarily at the top yet, but have the potential to be the top, where they can but, elevate but it's
0: But it's something to give them exposure.
1: Exactly. And it's good okay. exposure, good matches. Uh, I'd say, I, if you had, like, if you're trying to check out your time and be like, yo, I can only watch so much, do I watch Elevation or Dark? Elevation before Dark. Fair enough. Yeah it's a good show. I could see that like, elevation turning into their second show rather than dark at this point. If that were something that they had down the line kind of going.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. T- two more things before we move on. So,
1: Oh yeah. Last, uh, last couple. Uh, this is, yeah, I haven't talked to 40 yet. I'm sure that there's a lot of little chaos going down at the, uh, in the bunker, the secret, uh, dark order bunker, but Johnny Hungy, AKA, uh, uh, John and Johnny, uh, the meat don't man don't himself. John Silver, he uh, got a minor injury. It sounds like it's not as serious as people thought initially, but during his match, uh, the TNT Championship match against Darby Allen, which was a uh, losing effort, unfortunately, but a great fucking match back and forth. Had me at the edge of my seat. Awesome match. Go check it out. He thought it was a shoulder separation uh, but it more was just a shoulder injury. He's probably gonna be out for a couple weeks and they're gonna reevaluate. Hopefully it's not anything worse, but just something to look out for. And lastly, the uh Nightmare Family reality show called Roads to the Top. Uh, if you love total divas, well, boy do I got a show for you. It's Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes being Rhodes is yeah, missing. it's like it's like it's like Miss Miss and, and Misses. Yeah, it's like it's like the Miss Show, but for AEW. So if you're into it, cool. If not, cool. I, I really don't care either way. So, I don't want, that I was a. I don't like how they announced it. Like, oh, we have a huge Nightmare Family announcement coming up, and people are like, oh shit, it's like a faction thing. They have matches. Is this a new show, and they're like, oh, reality show. Meh. Which kind of goes back to your thing of them doing these surprises. Like, these surprises better be fucking worth it. Like, I guess maybe his brain was worth it, but to us, yeah, if he just announced it, people would have been like, oh, okay.
0: Chuck it on on Twitter and then mention it on the show. Don't don't make this big deal out of it. And it's, again, eventually you will get surprise fatigue. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's what, kind of that. yeah,
1: surprise fatigue is a little bit. That, that's where, where I could see it too. And then, and then, point wasn't even in the notes, but isn't it funny as shit that you can see a clip of Cody and it's shown a reality show TV, like Cody Rhodes, and then it goes to commercial and it's John Cena on the same channel? Is that kind of, yeah, it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. So, that's it. That's all for AEW. So. Alright.
0: So, let, let's, let's move on now. Uh, Fastlane was also this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was better than it had any right to be. I will yeah, say way afraid. better. Um, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus should have been a match that should have been on a WrestleMania card. Yeah. Uh, I will say that every day of the week. Uh, same thing with Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. That's a WrestleMania-quality match. Uh, so if you want to know
1: what... Add 20 more minutes to that match, please.
0: Right. Uh, both of those matches, uh, or uh, McIntyre versus Sheamus, about another 10 minutes. Would have been fantastic in Rollins versus Nakamura. Add 20 minutes to that match, it would have been
1: great. Yeah, for the most part, for the most part, fuck the rest of the card. Those were the two matches to watch, except for the main event, which was, holy shit, on my knees, like praise be to the wrestling gods, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan in what was, was just great. a phenomenal match. I uh, the, the chemistry these two have. If you could bottle up and sell it, you'd be a billionaire.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was great. It, it was, be- it was. Again, I, you and I discussed this a couple of days ago. That this show was better than any right, it, than any right it yeah. had to be.
1: Yeah, for so, what was the be real test episode for the peacock? Right. Like, so yeah.
0: Right. So so I have a I have a couple of complaints. One the uh return of the fiend was a little weird that's not really a complaint it's just kind of is uh that gives me nightmares by the way uh,
1: yeah i i i dig, I, I dig that nightmare Nightmar fuel roasted fiend thing but i i've i have like a lot of issues with this storyline but that would almost be for a whole other podcast yeah i't i, don't really, I, I don't, like, really
0: don't want to get into this whole yeah. headache with this whole storyline um Apollo Crews versus Big E should have been longer. That's a complaint. That is a match that should not have only been six minutes. It should have been like 26 minutes.
1: Yeah, for both of them getting that little amount of time, that's a little fucked up. Yeah, it's Especially it's how kind much of, effort kind of, that they've been insulting. putting into that that storyline to change to Apollo Crews' character, to change to Big E's character. I thought they were going to give him more time, five minutes to 45, 45 seconds. What the fuck? I hope this, this moves on to something bigger at WrestleMania.
0: So uh other things that are interesting, uh Mustafa Ali defeated by Riddle. Uh Riddle retains And US. then
1: also defeated by Mace reckoning, Slapjack and T Bar in quick succession after the match.
0: Yeah, so like I said weird. Yeah, um, but so 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 there were some issues. Um the Peacock was about a minute behind the WWE network feed. So I actually got the tail end of the main event spoiled for me because my uh since I was live tweeting, my feed refreshed on me before I could send out a tweet about something. So that kind of sucked, but
1: and it wasn't just you cuz I was watching on the Peacock as well and your tweets were lining up with what I was saying.
0: Right. Right. So if you're watching on the Peacock, my my tweets made sense. Yeah. Um if you were watching on network you're like you're a minute behind so yeah. obviously that's something that'll be addressed uh well I mean, because I, the
1: network won't be there anymore won't matter
0: right right because the network's sunsetting here at the end of the month so yeah. um just remember there still is a 7-day free trial uh and there is the deal 999 for 3 months so yeah do do the thing There's do it and then
1: and if you get the peacock tweet us at uh you know the you're six, you're uh, at the six eight five pod and you use the hashtag out for WWE because you want to make sure that you're using the Peacock.
0: Exactly, exactly. That that entire that entire hashtag.
1: Vince Vince McMahon loves cock, so that's yes. true. Yeah, speaking of that, that, that's
0: that's something that's allegedly being um, censored on the Peacock. It's not. Yeah. Made.
1: Yeah, it's not family-friendly. They're censoring a lot of culturally relevant uh moments in WWE on the cock, and I think it's bullshit that the cock is trying to get out over – uh, trying to put itself over. Like, when you want to just try to whip – I just sometimes hey, – hey. I, I just want to whip out the cock and just start watching some wrestling. And right. now if I can't, and I have to then go find it somewhere else, like, what the fuck am I going to do? Just sit here paying for this cock all month? Like, what the fuck? Pretty much.
0: Pretty much. Hey, if you if you need the fine art of putting yourself over, talk to Christian Cage. He did yeah. that
1: for, for years and still does. Genius. Um
0: so uh like I said, uh uh Fastlane was good. Had it was better than any right it had to be, or better than it had any right to be. There. Finally said it
1: right. Good job.
0: Um but that leads into now we have the road to WrestleMania being packed next week is kind of the go home week. Mm-hmm. Um so that'll be the last show we do until WrestleMania, which we'll kind of preview both shows. But let let's let's run down this let's run down this um this list of things that will go on. Monday night will be raw. Tuesday will be the Hall of Fame for 2020 and 2021. NXT uh stand and deliver part one on Wednesday. NXT Stand and Deliver Part 2 uh Takeover event on um, Thursday. Friday is SmackDown. Mania first part is Saturday. Mania second part is Sunday. Monday Following Monday is Raw and supposedly NXT will be moving to Tuesday so you're going to have like nine days of programming. You're going to be fatigued with wrestling and then of course uh, AEW is on Wednesday and then Thursday will be the first day in like two weeks you won't have wrestling. Yeah.
1: Uh, even just though that's a lot of wrestling in a row. Yeah, even
0: even though uh, New Japan is having their stuff going on Roku on on Thursdays. Oh, nice. So, yeah, a l- lot of wrestling, a lot of wrestling. Um, but but with that being said, I want to do I want to do a quick look at the at the cards, some things that were announced. Um, of course, we know the SmackDown Women's Ch- Championship was announced. I uh, I said this on my tweets over the weekend. They're finally... They they did exactly what they had to do with Bianca Belair. I believe that she belongs in that spot now. It didn't take them a whole lot to convince me, uh, but they've done everything to book her character right, and she's done everything to play it right. Mm-hmm. That I believe that she belongs in that spot. 100%. She's, she's going to
1: whoop Sasha's ass and hang her over the rope And just beat the crap out of her, dump her outside, do some flippy shit, and then chuck her back over the top rope with that upper body strength of hers that could, that could lift Otis, and then just beat the shit out of her, choke her out, whatever. It'll be one, two, three, easy clap. I'm, I'm all in this new Bianca Belair, like, era that we got going on.
0: Right. So, like I said, that, that's just, that's just a match that, I buy. I, I'm totally bought into it. Totally bought into it. And I said back in January, and you can go back and listen to it, that I wasn't quite sure why they booked Bianca Belair to win the Rumble. I understand why at this point. Mm-hmm. I was patient. I was like, "Sell it to me." They sold it to me, hook, line, Zinker. Yeah. Again, it wasn't a super hard sell, but they did everything right to make it to 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 sell that match, and it makes sense, you know. Uh, another match that now makes sense is Bobby Lashley's defending the WWE title against Drew McIntyre. Do, do we think Drew McIntyre is going to uh, going to take the the belt back and be a three time WWE champion? And this is going to be his mania moment that he didn't get last year because of COVID.
1: This might be the make good. This might be it.
0: Then does Drew hold the title for a hot minute and then drop it back to Bobby Lashley and Bobby Lashley gets a nice long run?
1: Nope. Sorry, Bob. Sorry, I mean, I want it. I like, I I like Bobby with the thing. I want him to win. I want Bobby to win and keep going, but that's just me.
0: So that's one. Um, and then the, the, the other women's title match that was booked this week, uh, there, there's a reason why this one went the way it did, uh, that we found out, uh, Asuka's defending against Rhea Ripley. So Rhea Ripley comes up, comes out on raw this past Monday and gets title match. Uh, this was actually supposed to be Charlotte Flair, but, uh, Charlotte Flair, uh, announced that she has been in quarantine because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So, she is off the WrestleMania card, that's why this one is the way it is. So, I, I, I'm looking it's forward a, to this. I'm looking yeah, forward unfortunate to this. for it, Charlotte,
1: and- of course, but, I mean, I, lo- the idea of Oscar versus Rhea Ripley, that, uh, it's gonna be a banger of a match, cause they could both go hard in the ring.
0: Right. Right, and this gives, uh, Rhea Ripley an actual WrestleMania match versus, uh, PC Mania from last year. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna call it that forever. It was a WrestleMania as, as the, uh, Simpsons meme goes. And, yeah. And that's good enough. Um, and then of course you have the, uh, I'm gonna mention this now because I have this feeling this may change. Uh, you have the universal title match, which is Roman Reigns defending against Edge. I have this feeling that this isn't going to stay this way. I think this may be a triple threat match, and Daniel Bryan will be added.
1: Yeah, I believe so, too, just because of the storytelling at the end of their one-on-one match at Fastlane, with Edge railing on both of the chair and walking out all pissed. Yeah. Daniel Bryan's going to be brought into this as probably his last... Because it seems to be like he's trying to do his kind of his last stuff in WWE before he hangs it up and becomes right. a family man or something. So if that's the case, this would be a good going out for him. Right.
0: Right. And I and I kind of don't blame him, you know? It, it makes sense. Um, yeah. We'll see. Uh, of course, SmackDown will air after this podcast is dropped. So we'll see what happens on SmackDown and then uh, talk about it next week. We may we – may, uh, may have an answer tomorrow night or uh, tomorrow night uh, by the time this has been posted and has been up for a little while yeah there, there you go. that's that's the answer can can you can you tell that i can't think
1: <laughs> welcome to my life <laughs>
0: um but yeah there there's a there's some other matches on the card but i don't really want to get into those right now cuz i want to see where they settle by this time next mm-hmm. week yeah uh, but those ones are the most intriguing right now because those are the t- big title matches. Um, but take over stand and deliver. So th- this is interesting. Uh, stand and deliver are going to be two nights. Um, absolutely packed. They have eight matches between the two nights already set. Um, of course, you have the women's championship match, which we'll, we'll get to. Next week, because I want to see how a couple things shake out. Uh, the NXT Tag Team titles are going to be up for grabs in the Triple Threat Tag Team match. It's going to be Legato, Del Fantasma, that's Raul Mendoza, and Joaquin Wilde uh, versus the Grizzled Young Vets, James Drake and Zach Gibson versus the Dusty Cup winners, MSK, which is Wesley and Nash Carter. So uh, this will be fun because all six of these guys can go.
1: Oh, yeah. This, you can you can easily see any of them walking away with it. Right.
0: I I, I will say this and this is because I want to see them I want to see them grow a little bit. I don't want to see MSK with the titles because I think it's just a tick too soon. Mm-hmm. Because I want to see them chase. I want I want to see what they do to chase and I want it to be a big damn deal when they do win. Yeah. Not not saying that going into WrestleMania is not a big damn deal, but I want to I want to see what they do on the chase for the first time, you know? Put, oh, for put, sure. Put, put the belt on the Grizzled Young Vets. I think that's a safe choice. I, I think it's a safe choice. Uh, Legato Del Fantasma, I, I think they're kind of the wild card in this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they walk out with the belts, you know, any any team that walks out with the belts is going to damn well deserve it.
1: Oh, exactly. for sure. Yeah, they, they've they been putting in the work. And then it's funny because if you think about the implications of if Phantasma, like, if they win it and we'll say Escobar becomes the undisputed champion, they, all three of them got belts, they would look like money together, right. just walk around with right. all the, all the gold, son. Right. Let,
0: let's, let's speak about that. So Jordan Devlin, of course, the actual NXT Cruiserweight champion, I say that for a reason because mm-hmm. they're, they're,
1: because he was the one that won the real, the first belt. He won
0: the belt first, yes. So, uh, because of COVID, he spent pretty much the entire year in the UK, couldn't come back stateside to defend it. Uh, Santos Escobar, uh, the former hijo de fantasma, which you would know if you uh, watched that whole cruiserweight title tournament, uh, yes. has been the interim NXT cruiserweight championship since then. Um, Devlin and Escobar have had their confrontation in the ring, and out comes one of our favorite wrestlers of all the times.
1: Esco uh, Inferno. No! Oh, sorry. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, kid himself,
0: And he reaches out of the ring and grabs a ladder and slides it in the ring and doesn't say anything. So oh. they 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 get the hint, and this will be a ladder match uh to determine the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion Oh, gonna if cool. the
1: stakes couldn't get any higher. Right. I think that's, I think that's gonna sweet. be awesome. For for night two, I'm looking at the card. It's funny because like night one has good matches. Night two has amazing matches and I'm not putting anything against night one putting anyone lesser or whatever, but you have like a gauntlet eliminator match, which is going to be a lot of, a lot of schmog, a lot of guys going through and getting one up all over on each other. You Shirai Raquel Gonzalez. Can't wait to see that. That's gonna be a banger, of a match, obviously the three way tag. And then you have Champ and, and Volter, but for night two with, with the, Legends of NXT, so to speak, currently right now at the top of the top, it seems like with with Finn Balor, uh, Adam Cole, Shawny Gargano, and now this this latter match, which originally some would argue is the weakest of Night Two, became oh, just no, this, on this, par this with match all match the, the, the other ones. Show. So going to be oh so amazing, so uh, good.
0: They, so let, let's run down Night Two's card real quick. This is uh, as things we we may have more information yeah. on this next week, but I think this is pretty much set in stone. Uh Jordan Devlin, Santos Escobar, ladder match, NXT Cruiserweight title. Um Johnny Gargano versus the winner the winner of the Gauntlet Eliminator from night one, uh singles match for the North American title. Uh Kyle Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole unsanctioned. Uh that's gonna be insane because the undisputed era has imploded completely.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's all over. Uh, and then so sad. Which is funny how unsanctioned it is that they had a, a contract signing for something that they didn't sanction. I always find that amusing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like I, the I've complete heard, opposite hit, of sanctioning. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's just as bad as the lights out unsanctioned match that was booked a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, on on uh, on AEW, they they both they both uh, have done the same thing again. I'm like, it's unsanctioned. It's unsanctioned. Don't yes. get into the pleasantries with it. Um just ca- call it a call it a uh Call it a hardcore match and be
1: done well, I mean, with it. Well, I mean, at least with AEW, they didn't do a contract signing, all sorts of nonsense. But, then, like, they, they right, say, exactly. all right, yeah, sure. like, at least it has, like, connotations with, like, the old school. And this one, I'm like, y'all doing a lot of pomp and circumstance and having a lot of lawyers and shit. I mean, I guess it's more like you're signing you're signing your death warrant there, you yeah, know? You're, you're oh, sign, I'm signing, signing away different. my rights, I Yeah, suppose.
0: this is the, the the hold harmless agreement. Yeah. It, 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 only way this would make any sense. But then you have the NXT. That's why t-
1: you should bring a gun. We need to contact Rigo and go, so, can I bring a gun in an unsanctioned match? How does oh. that work? I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> now, it's, it's <laughs> stop house. tweeting Adam Cole. <laughs> God.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So, the last match on the card, NXT title, uh, Finn Balor defending against Karrion Cross. Do we see the return of Demon Balor anytime soon? For
1: this match, No. I don't think Demon Balor's is going to be brought up in this whole Persona as as the Prince. I feel like he's really gone away from that. Um, But in the future, after he is done with this run, if he has a different type of thing he wants to go for, I don't feel like he's going to be tapping into the Demon anytime soon unless his back's really against the wall. He's not feeling back against the wall at this point. He's feeling himself and feeling very confident. I think if his confidence ever breaks to that point where he has to tap into the Demon once more, that's when we're going to see it. If it's, it's something that he has to tap into, like he's going to have to get a little bit of his soul up to the devil to do this. So it's going to have to mean a lot. This would not mean a lot yet storyline wise for Finn Balor to bust out the demon. But if it's something like where he's like, this is it, I need to break one off for this. then yeah, fair enough. So Yeah.
0: Fair enough. So, yeah. So, so lots of good stuff. We're going to do kind of a, I think maybe next week we'll do kind of a, a full preview of everything that's going to happen. We'll have the Hall of Fame inductee names because those should all be completely set in stone by next week.
1: Yeah, we'll talk that, uh, we'll talk uh, including Nancy. some oh. of the
0: including some of the changes that we've seen, <laughs> uh, and some of the other fun stuff. But I'm excited, and I really got to focus on everything else so I can focus on wrestling for a few days. Exactly. So, I I really got to get all of my other adult things done so I can
1: be like a kid and watch wrestling and be happy. Exactly.
0: So let, let's do let's do the final five and then get on out of here.
1: So this was the other final five. This is the one that Josh chose for this week. And this is uh, the final five. These are the five shows. Now that you have the peacock, now, now, now that you bought the cock, you got the cock on your computer, on your TV and you want to find stuff to watch on your cock. Uh, here are the five shows that are not wrestling related at all that you should maybe dip into. One, Battlestar Galactica. Fucking love Battlestar Galactica. Such an amazing show. It's sci-fi. It's drama. Mm -hmm. What's so well written about this is that this can take place, at really any, like, place. Like, it doesn't have to necessarily be in space for the inter-monologues and the characters and the di- dialogue between people. It's so great. It's of the time of – remember the Bush administration and the politics going along there? It's very political undertones. So you'll have to kind of put yourself in that mindset to understand a little bit of what's going on. Uh, but – Still, very well written, and Edward James almost is a badass, so say we all. Uh, second is Lost Lost Speedways with Dale Jr. Dale Jr. goes on a search. Dale Earnhardt
0: uh, Jr., for the record.
1: Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a NASCAR mark, so I just assume everyone knows who I'm nope. talking about. Yeah, so Dale Earnhardt Jr., the son of the late, great legend, Dale Earnhardt Sr., he, the Intimidator, number three. You, you would recognize him if you saw him. Uh, he was a household name at the time. His son, uh, who is also a great racer in his own right and is currently still active with NASCAR behind the scenes, uh, he is on, he has a podcast and he has this, uh, documentary series where he goes and finds old speedways that are defunct and he goes and finds the history about them and he finds out like you know his dad used to race here his friends used to race here his dad friends used to race here what what happened why did it go out and then uh you know figuring out like other places like to renovate for future times and i know he's been really about trying to restore and find the heritage of racing here in america in these old Old racetracks and find the story and try to find a way to like bring them kind of back to light and clean them up a bit and make them something that you can go back to. Uh, third show I want to say is this is, sounds like an old person show. It is a Kevin Costner show called uh, Yellowstone, and it is on paper, it sounds like really old person. Like I'm trying to get you to watch Matlock, but it's about a dude who's just trying to save his ranch uh, living out near Yellowstone, but there's lots of Political intrigue and soap opera-y drama. If you like wrestling for the drama and for the excitement, and the suspense, and you would like Yellowstone, I feel like if you're a wrestling fan, you would like Yellowstone. I don't know why, but you would. I've, I've
0: heard it. I've heard from more than just you that it's pretty decent, but it's like yeah. everything else—you got to have time.
1: You have to have time to watch it. It's it's a it's a dense show. It's not a show you can just watch while browsing your phone. No. Um, the same with Battlestar Galactica. You have to pay attention. Dale Jr. show, that's a phone show. The next one I'm going to say is also a phone show, but I think it'll it'll keep your attention. And it is wrestling-related. It's Young Rock. Uh, new episodes of Young Rock are showing up on the cock. So if you want the rock on your cock and you want to rock with the cock, it's, it's just watch Young Rock on the oh, cock. This is it's terrible. That's a running gag for the rest of the time. Thank you. Young Rock is a great fucking show, really funny. If you know the history of wrestling, you know the history of The Rock and his family, you will get all the in jokes, all the references. It's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. And it's it's bite-sized shows are only thirty minutes. My commercial is like twenty two minutes or less. Uh so I've been catching up and watching these and and just having a good fucking time with it. Uh last show I'll add to the list and no pun intended, but it's called Blacklist. Uh Blacklist is a F like a governmental thriller. It's uh action, it's suspense, it falls apart after season four, so it's don't stop watching after season four. There's like twenty fucking seasons of this thing. Uh but you could stop after it gets really fucking shitty at about season five. And that's where I stopped and then just pretend it was an awesome show that ended on a weird cliffhanger. There you go. Okay.
0: I'm gonna add two shows to this. Uh neither one is currently airing, they're both uh in the archives. Um well, excuse me. I will add one, and then I will mention in a second. Uh, the yeah. one I will add is Parks and Rec. Nice. Parks and Recreation. It's it's good. It's it's amusing because you will see, hey, I recognize this person from here, here, and here. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of that, and then uh, the other show is because because millennial because millennial, uh, the Office is also on there, and if for some reason you're still streaming the Office and you haven't bought it. That's your own problem, but it's there. That's where it lives now. I've mentioned this on the Elder Millennials podcast a few times. Um, just just remember it exists there.
1: Those are pretty much the two big selling points to get the cock at home anyways. So uh, if oh, you're not watching those already. Yeah. I have one more.
0: Uh, and because I've mentioned it already in this episode at least once, walk, go watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That, that show's a treat. Oh, yeah. Great show. So there you go.
1: Scary Terry. Yeah, I love them. Now now you now you've got eight
0: shows uh to watch on uh the the cock that are not uh WWE. Yeah,
1: exactly. So
0: with that being said, uh my brain's done. Uh I think your brain's done. Uh there's a lot to talk about so, Uh but I think we're good. So until next week, um unless you have anything else you want to say, I I think we're good.
1: I think we're good.
0: Okay. For Matt, I'm Josh. This has been six eight five. Until next week, uh Wash your hands, wear your masks, be nice to one another, don't be a fucking racist because if you do, you're a dumb shit,
1: and uh, we'll see you next week. Cockadoodle-doo, motherfucker.
0: You've been listening to The 685, an Elder Millennials podcast. Find this podcast on Twitter, at The685Pod. Please follow this podcast by subscribing to The Elder Millennials on your podcast service of choice. You can also find this podcast on Anchor.fm. You can also find us online via Twitter and Instagram at EldermillPod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash EldermillPod. On behalf of all of us here at the Elder Millennials, we'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll catch you soon. Goodbye, everyone.